Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Flapel. Right. Well, last we left our adventurers, they found themselves uh, in an unusual situation. The two barbarian women that they had regionally, uh, recently engaged with in battle had almost immediately given up and put their weapons down and surrendered over to the Dragon Slayer. Upon further discussion and investigation, they were able to identify that these women were far from home, far, far away, originating in a in a land of Cholt, far to the east, a jungle area. And through discussion, Mount she had earned their respect and admiration as she had delivered the final killing blow to Langdorosa, their former master. However, with their master dead, they have had recently become indebted and brought into servitude to the cult until they had some sort of means or way to get back home or to a different lifestyle. Lance having a interaction with On in particular that shook him, led him and Fleeple over to the tapestry of Tiamat and to the treasure chest that seemingly innocent was just sitting in the middle of the room. Cleverly identifying that it was trapped and expertly unlocking the chest, they were able to identify many fine gems, jewelry, but a mystic, almost mystic, magical dragon tooth with runes etched all around it. Having made this discovery, Lena led them to the chamber with the dragon eggs, where Fleeple approached the three black dragon eggs and had a little bit of moment, had a moment to himself, realizing that this web for the cult of the dragon is far more intricate and deeper than he had originally anticipated. Taking the responsibility upon himself, he gathered the dragon eggs, put them in his sack, and that's where we join our adventurers. So, all of you, the barbarians have left you with a flickering light in this pit, if you will, and the dragon eggs safely stowed in the bag. What do you do? I think that we probably need to take these eggs and get out of these caves and go and hide them so the cultists can't... I think that'll be the most crushing blow to the cultists if they lose their eggs, right? If they're so dedicated to the dragons. Yes. We've explored this chamber of secrets, and it's time to move on. (laughs) Yes, um, I'm not sure if it's the best idea to leave the caves, as it might give away our position the more we exit and enter. I was thinking possibly hiding it somewhere here. You know where they're not going to look for him is that trash pit. I think that's a good idea. I think the trash area, I mean, no one's going to jump in there when... Who would hide something valuable in a trash area? Said the DM, scrambling to <laughs> scratch out his notes. <laughs> well, well, you don't say. Oh, let's let's go drop these in there. What's this? It's it's the secret passage in the video game where you go to the end of the story. <laughs> the deck of many things. Yeah, let's let's go drop these eggs in the trash pit. And while we're there, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to search for stuff while we're there. Why not? Are you looking for salami? You're looking for some dried salami that someone just left? Man, the, the biggest regret Fleeple has is giving that food back to Bevan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you did. Mal definitely kept hers. 
All of our listeners are wondering why you gave it back as well. That so. <laughs> uh, was so out of character. Uh, Mal will pick up Tommy Wiseau uh, winged cobalt as we walk by him. He's not even a cobalt anymore. He just is Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> pick up Tommy Wingzo. Tommy Wingzo. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mickey, take an inspiration die for that. Thomas, you have given us so many inspiration dies when we haven't used them. We hey, probably it's have not a cache. My fault you're not using we'd them. We probably have a cache of five each. <laughs> Are the barbarians still in the other chamber as we come back yeah, into so the? Yes. So as you go into the other chamber with uh, picking up Tommy Wiseau, as we've <laughs> Tommy Wingzo. Yep. Uh, they both are uh, picking up their weapons and uh, just kind of strapping them to themselves. And they go, well, is it done? We we have a plan to deal with the eggs. Um, I would like to extend the invitation to fight with us one last time. It just seems against our nature to fight against those who... Uh, you understand, right? Right? Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> Malamara, they're not fighting with us? Uh, I, I have asked if they would like to, and they have respectfully declined, unless you feel that you could convince them otherwise. I mean, I don't, I don't want to disrespect any agreement that you've already made together, but why, why wouldn't you fight against these cultists? <sighs> and on p- pipes up. It's true, I have no love for them. They definitely were not our, necessarily our friends or a, weren't what I would call a family. Lanal's the only real family I believe I have. But if there's one thing we learned from Langdorosa or from just our travels across the world, it's to follow the path of the warrior and to hold on to your honor. Because in battle, it's easy to lose sight of anything honorable. With these people, although I have no love for them, as I mentioned, they they did take us in, and they have allowed us to stay with them. And we have fought with them and defended them in the past. It just doesn't feel or seem right to turn on them so quickly, without word and without immediate provocation. I mean, them taking you in had nothing to do with them wanting to help you. It was to use you. And I mean, yes, we... Us asking you to fight against them is us using you too, but we are offering you a way to go home, to be rid of any contract of debt, and we would freely help you in that regard. Whereas they're keeping you here just because you're of use to them and holding you from returning home. I just feel that that's not honor. That's that's what they were doing to the orcs outside. That's why the orcs rebelled against them, being used instead of respected as an equal in battle and in life. And we, we, I mean, we can't force you to do anything, but that's what we are offering for you to be our equal in a fight for you to go home. There's a very strong, there's a wave of emotion that you can see between Lanan on, there's a journey as you express all this. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. And, yeah, just a persuasion check. I have an argument that I would like to add if I could assist him. So, yeah, I would kind of follow up that and just say, well, and all, all propriety and all attachments aside, what do you want to do? These people obviously have not been kind to you. Yeah. 
Lance, go and roll with advantage. All right. With my plus one. <laughs> That's 18. 18. On, she uh, turns to you, Fleeple. I'd like to see my home again. I'd like to go back. <sighs> Just doesn't feel like the time yet. And then all looks from Anne to you. You, your words make a lot of sense, um, elf. And then she just slowly shakes her head, almost grimacing. But this is something I cannot fight inside me. My heart says that it is not right, at least for now. And I apologize. And she stares at you, seeming legitimately mournful. And I'll just kind of shake, I'll just kind of shake my head and just be like, I don't understand it. I'll walk over to that corner we haven't explored, where I wasn't privy to the conversation, but where apparently the guy would meditate. Just because I want to check that area out, and I'm just kind of like, what I just thought is just like, you already betrayed them by giving us all this crap. Like, (laughs) how is this? Like, oh, we won't fight them, but yet the thing they asked us to do, we're just not going to do that anymore. (laughs) So Lance is just like, why aren't you taking another step? So he's just kind of done with the conversation and he doesn't want to insult them anymore, but he's just kind of like, yeah, this is a hypocritical conversation in my mind. Great. Okay. So as Lance walks away somewhat slowly to the southwestern portion, Lanashi just looks down the ground at the ground and just sighs and big shoulder sigh. And An comes over and just puts her hand on her shoulder and sort of pats her and well um we best be uh, I I believe we should leave for the time being and um we're going to leave for a little bit where are you going to go if if you're not going to fight the cult and you're not going to run away from the cult um I think we'll just uh Get some fresh air, actual fresh air, where uh, the the sun is shining. And slowly they walk away towards the cobalt room. Lance, go and roll me a perception check. Perception. Okay. Oh, that's a critical fail. Ooh. Oh. Wait. I'm gonna use my inspiration die. Yeah, you are. <laughs> hey. Yeah, oh, what a novel idea. If Thomas is handing them out left and right, I might as well use them up. <laughs> hey, I'm just showing how much I appreciate you as players is all, and you're just showing me how you don't appreciate me as a DM. I'm showing them, you right so. now by re-rolling, <laughs> which is, instead of a one, a three. <laughs> so that's going to be a total of uh, six. Okay. You're really caught up in this conversation, and not only in, like, why? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just... <sighs> Why can't they just see it this way? Why can't they just see what's happening? And probably it's your interaction with An that is also shaking you a little bit, but you come to this dead end in the southwestern portion where it's, you see like just scraps of a little bit of trash here, like a a cloth, but um, just seemingly a dead end. So trash, a cloth, and there's no like, I was hoping to roll investigation, but obviously if I'm not thinking of anything for this place. Because I wouldn't, in my mind, I wouldn't be like, hey, as the map shows for our listeners, this little corner is very close to the cult chamber that we saw 
Mondathan. Would Lance be able to connect that in his mind? Like, this is really close. Or is it like, or is it, especially with that perception, maybe just like, oh, this just looks like a dead end. I mean, as a player, I can let you roll an, an intelligence check, but the DC would be very high. You've done, this is very winding. You didn't actually enter that room. You were just described that by uh, Malamara's uh, familiar as well. So you can roll an intelligence check if you'd like. Sure. If you give me the option to roll, I'll roll. Uh, and just intelligence. That's, yeah, that's just a... Uh... 13. 13. Yeah, from what you can tell, it just seems like that this is some sort of like maybe sitting area. Some sort of like a... Yeah, it, it's it's odd. Like the, the fact that there's trash here and some sort of cloth, it looks like it was visited frequently by somebody. Mm -hmm. But Gotcha. All right. Well, if Lance doesn't think there's anything to this place, then I'll just walk back. Sounds good. What, Mickey? What? I, I just like, I I feel like there's something there too, and so I'm yeah. like trying to decide if I'm like the player and yeah. the player and the character. <laughs> the that my player is like, but there could be something there, and I have an inspiration die too. <laughs> if Fleeple had heard that this was a place where Langdorosa would go to meditate, he would be very interested in checking it out. But Malamar but just keeps it to herself, you know. <laughs> You stormed off and went to go look at the chest. <laughs> it wasn't a storm off. It was more of a, I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> it was more of a, I'm very uncomfortable with some mysterious part of my backstory. Have I ever told you guys how good it feels to not have any secrets as a character? You keep saying that. You keep and saying I just, that. And then we I learned that you had a shroom you. room. Okay. You're like, oh, my, I have no backstory. Let me okay. tell you about the shroom room. <laughs> the shroom room is not in my backstory, or at least not on the sheet. <laughs> I just made that exist with my imagination, guys. That's the power of the human brain. The power of D and D. Sometime in the future, you might you might improv up an incredible other detail that will add layers. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! That time when I accidentally killed Lance's parents, and I've been hiding <laughs> this entire time. That was your village. That was you. Oh. That was your. Wait, you lived in a swamp that was eaten by kobolds. <laughs> Oh man! Before before Lance leaves the area, can he get a sudden inspirational feeling to just look around <laughs> one more time? Are you giving me your inspiration? And I want to give him my inspiration. Wow! Die. So just we're going make through sure. inspiration dies. So mechanically, this is what I think would be uh, probably fair in the future. Because sure, absolutely. Like honestly, if it's too late, that's fine. Thomas but. doesn't like choice. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. No, but like the idea of like luck, um, which kind of feeds off this inspiration, is like he used his own inspiration dice. You just can't be like, we've got five inspiration dice, everybody. We are going to succeed this check type of a if thing. If you so. never give us the opportunity to use them, Thomas, we won't. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. I'm joking, that, I'm joking. One reroll, that's fair. I'll keep it to myself. See, Thomas was about to, but then he guilt tripped you into it. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. That's I, I've learned that to be the best DM. You just need to make your players feel terrible about themselves and like their choices. So, coming back to the adventure, <laughs> uh, you are left in this chamber here with Fleepo got the dragon eggs. Lance coming back after seemingly cooling himself off, shaking himself off. Mal seeing the barbarians exit the chamber, um, going kind of the direction you towards the trash heap, if you will, if you were going to go down all the corridors. 
I believe you all wanted to go to the trash heap to hide the eggs, or was yeah. that a... Okay. Well, I'll just, on our way, if I could, like, as we're walking through, I'm just going to, like, kind of talking to Mal, I guess, because I know Mal has this, has at least a similar fighting style of them and seem like they connected, obviously. I'm just going to be like, Mal, I just don't understand it. Where's... What's the use of honor without purpose? That just doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Well, those... Those... Those barbarians, they just... No, we won't fight, but yet we'll let them use us, and we'll... We know they're using us, and without... They know there's deceit there. They know they're being used, and yet they're... They're just sticking to some stupid honor system. Like, if you know the person you're honoring would in a second stab you in the back. Why wouldn't you just leave that? It doesn't make sense. I think loyalty can be a very hard thing to kill. Even if you know that you're, you've been wronged by them or could be wronged by them, I think some people choose to believe in trust. And they choose to believe in loyalty above the possibility of being hurt or betrayed, regardless if that's right or wrong. In my experience, I've learned loyalty and honor can get you can get you in terrible situations can get you killed or those you love killed just doesn't make sense it's not smart it's not smart mal will study lance for a moment to to look at the emotion and such on his face so lance is i mean yeah he's not necessarily hiding it he's not like outright just like showing emotion but yeah i would say what malamar would see on lance's face is just disgust especially when you were talking about when you were talking about oh you worded it very well when you were talking about blind loyalty and it's hard to break trust in something like that you almost saw a again Lance isn't showing his feelings often but you might have even saw a, a hint of shame and like pain and then just back to disgust and disappointment and like yeah yeah i'd say those are those are what you're seeing on his faces just disgust in terms of like stupid decision in um anger just in like why wouldn't you just get out of something that you knew you could get out of when you know the other side's not gonna treat you nice and then yeah just a, you see a flash of like a shame uncomfortably mal struggles within herself to try and want to give comfort but also know he's not he's not a touchy person and so she just kind of um decides to leave him be with his his thoughts and his shame um he doesn't seem to want to continue that line of pressing inquiry fleeple while this whole interaction is going on you're, you're left with some time to be able to really investigate the room around you so fleeple with your passive perception being 16 this room Traditionally, and understanding that there are black dragon eggs, this makes sense, but traditionally Tiamat is usually described with the red head um, being the forefront. But in all of these murals, Tiamat is shown with the black head being the biggest and the strongest, and or being the one closest up to the frame. There are more black-headed dragons coming out of these sculptures out of the wall, um, they being very wicked in particular, their horns coming out of almost the back of their head and not quite like a mouth guard, but they, they just jutting forward to be directly parallel or to 
hug against their own face to where if they go to bite with their teeth, they could almost stab with their horns as they're right next to their face as well. But there seems to be a definite homage to the black dragon in particular in this room. Again, with these dragon eggs that you have, it makes sense. Black dragon eggs, the shrine being full of black dragon emphasis. But it just really further compounds on your... I don't know if you you yourself, Fleet, will describe it as confusion, but it, described, it compounds on this... It just settles into your mind and your heart of like, this is a lot bigger than just what happened at Greenest. I mean, you had a blue almost seemed like an ancient blue dragon. God, it's half dragon, then Kava and the... It's almost overwhelming, but it's just more to take in and more to tell Leosin for sure. Mm-hmm. And as Mal and Lance kind of come back from their corner and approach towards me, I just kind of scoff and point up towards these depictions and say, They all claim to be working together towards the same end, towards a unified dragon queen. But their own egos get in the way, trying to advance the glory of their own preferred color over all of the others. I wonder if maybe we could use that eventually. Because Lance was very good about turning those leaders against each other when we were in the thick of it. Fleeple, you weren't there. He was incredible. He he almost turned this entire thing around without needing to fight about pitting the leaders against each other. That's very interesting. Thank you. I mean, I don't... I'm not sure. I don't know much about dragons or what they do with each other, but from anything I've heard is that that's almost it seems like any dragon on the good or bad scale is has an element of pride to their own color and not valuing as much what the others have to offer. And I just look up at him and smile and I look at Mal's kind of more greenish grayish orc skin my own orange scales and lances just clammy skin. clammy <laughs> white skin i knew it was coming i knew it was coming <laughs> uh look around at all of the colors of this strange motley crew that we've gathered together and i say yes lance you're right there's a lot of ego that can come from trying to push oneself above others, but there's a lot of value in being able to recognize the ways in which the colors blend. Should we take these eggs and hide them? Yeah, speaking of blending, let's go to the trash. All right. By the way, grab Tommy Wingzo. <laughs> yes, oh, he'll blend right in. <laughs> <He'll> blend. <laughs> Guys, that was so touching. <laughs> wow, you're my best friend and you love each other so much. <laughs> so... Walking back, it's easy enough, uh, Having really having no obstacles between here and the trash heap. Remembering where the traps are, you get there relatively quickly. I will have everybody roll a stealth check, because this is right adjacent to the chamber of the bats as well. Stupid bats. I'm going to guide myself on this. Good call. Bad. Got a 15. Natural 20. 22. And Lance, give us your 33. 24. All of you, even Tommy Tommy Wingzo, uh, you gag him and you like just grab his teeth and he as he starts walking in he goes, Oh, you, the Sturges didn't get you? Oh, that is so lucky for you. The Sturges? 
Yes, there are Sturges. Wait, what are what are one of you just gags? What are Sturges? Are those are those the barbarians? Ned knows what a Sturge is. Uh, would Fleeple know what a Sturge is? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you lived in caves as well. Big nasty mosquito bats that suck the blood from you. Holy crap. <laughs> holy, that's what these are. Holy, holy, we're never going in this room again. <laughs> Mickey looked him up. Mickey looked him up by her face. <laughs> yeah, they're not great. Oh, I have to see this. <laughs> oh, no. They're not great. Holy, oh my gosh. We've been so casual about this chamber. Yeah, we'll walk <laughs> oh, by some bats. <laughs> and every time Thomas emphasizes, so you see the bats. Oh, you. Oh, I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> With an extra emphasis to be super quiet, all of you are. Even Fleeple, who's like juggling these eggs and like smacking Tommy Wingso to be quiet, basically. And so you get to the trash heap and you're able to slide down. It's there's no steps here, but you're it's not too far and it's just kind of slopes down. And Fleeple, I believe you wanted to go into the trash and hide him amongst it. Yeah. Okay. So Fleeple kind of takes the lead here, takes the initiative, and just and uh, yeah, the trash definitely comes up to about your. Uh, your knees here. Uh, but Malamar, you got something? The eggs ping for magic, right? Because they're magical dragon yes. eggs? Does anything else in the trash ping for magic? Not last time I uh, checked, So, as he's shuffling, maybe. So, yeah. I'm going to uh, kind of dig out amongst all of the garbage here, find a nice little pocket to put them in, and I'm going to try and find something notable to put on top as kind of a marker so I can remember where they are. Excellent. Go and roll me a perception check, then. Ah, uh, yes. Perception. Gonna guide myself on that. That's a natural 20, but that brings me up to a 29. Boom. You see everything. I think that's the highest roll of the game so far. I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's a search in a garbage pit. Yep. Highest roll of the game in the garbage. Ain't that always the truth, basically? Yeah, so in the garbage, you see a lot of knickknacks, a lot of like. Paddywhacks. And you could even give a dog a bone from here. You know? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you do find this like very odd, uh, for lack of a better term, just foot. And you're like, ah, okay. And you just kind of like shuffle it closer to your. Uh, where you have uh, stashed these dragon eggs. So, yeah. A humanoid foot? Uh, it's more cobalt, but yeah. It has. It, it also is attached to a body with no teeth. <gasps> we already established <laughs> mud is alive. That's true. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but just doing like a quick search of this, there doesn't seem to really be anything of value here. All right. Well, I put the foot on top of the pile. Yeah, and I climb my way back out. All right. So... Say I need everybody to roll another stealth check as they enter this uh, chamber here. Ooh, guidance. Twenty-four. Eight. Uh, twelve. Okay. Even with some of like the fumbles of Fleeple as he's climbing back up, you hear some rustling from the bath above, but nothing seems to have occurred. Okay. I gesture quietly for us to go 
Um, actually, over here. Boop. To get to the fungi room. So going closer to the entrance. Yeah, just getting closer to the entrance where the fungi are. And I'll say to the party as we're there, okay, so knowing that there's deadly buggy bat things, I don't know how Fleeple's description was vivid and horrific. Um, I'm not sure the Drake idea is going to work anymore because we release them. They're literally walking into that bat room now and they can wake. Those things are not going to be quiet. They'll wake the bats. We'll have to fight that whole thing out and then go to the cultists, which will probably hear us fighting in here. I'm not sure our original plan's going to work anymore. Would the cultists follow us? Could we lead them? I guess they would know about the surges, so they wouldn't go in there. Yeah, they have to walk through here to get the to get the eggs. So they would have to always be traveling through here. So I think if we're still going after the cultists, we're kind of on our own now. So I'm not sure what we want to do now. Um, I mean, we could fight 12 angry cultists, but <laughs> that's a really big battle. And... Um, we could try the kill zone. Funnel them through a chamber. Or we could try the quick dash into Mondath's chamber and maybe hold her kind of as a hostage or like used as a shield so the magic casters couldn't just fireball us. If we're really going to kill her, <laughs> it's not really a lot. That's a they way don't to... know that. I know, but the thing is like, well, let's go with that. Let's say I do a quick dash into Mondath's room, hold her hostage... That makes the cultist back off a little bit, but then, I mean, she's going to fight me. I'm not just going to be able to hold her. She's not, she's, she's formidable. So what are y'all thinking? Should, do you want this fight? Do you think we need things in there? Like information, obviously we'd get some, but do you think it's needed with these eggs now in our possession? Also, we'd be getting rid of a, a cult branch, which was not what we signed up for. We signed up to get information here. Mondath is answering to somebody, and that somebody is who we need to go after next. Well, I mean, we didn't we didn't talk about going up the chain. <laughs> I don't know if this is a permanent no, no, commitment. We, we spoke about going up the ladder, if I recall correctly. What? <laughs> We're mixing metaphors here. The idea is bad stuff is going on with Tiamat. There are people higher up, and I... I mean, if... You, you don't have to come along if you don't want to, but... Fleeple, don't do that. Don't don't play the emotional fan favorite here, okay? I'm, I'm just being true to my character. Mal, right about now, you just hear in your mind, Malamara, Malamara, there's movement. Well, me and Fleeple are still like, Fleeple, because we don't hear that. <laughs> Fleeple, I, I will follow you to the ends of the earth if you wish. Malamar will hold up her hands. Wait, uh, Zaza said there's there's movement. Sending it back to Zaza, what what kind of movement? There are two people who say it's going to be their turn for their shift. Oh, We're on a shift change. Well, we've been in here a while. If there are only two, we can take them out pretty quickly. They go to take over the shift. They realize, wait a second, the other two are gone. We come in from behind. And then there's only ten angry cultists. I I hardcore okay, agree. Uh, let's uh sh okay, let's go. <laughs> Malamara, am I staying here? Yes, definitely. <laughs> what a grouchy familiar. <laughs> Is this imp a frog or something? 
<laughs> He's just so bored. Am I staying here still? I was a spider first, and now this I'm is an the invisible. Worst job ever. <laughs> Why couldn't that be someone else's familiar? All right. So, do we want to ambush them here, like up these stairs, or do we want to wait for them to go to the entrance? I think go to the entrance because that's where the the shift change would be, right? Yeah, and they'll be further away from the secret door. All right, let's stalk our prey. Okay, what's the order here? Do we got Mal in front, or...? Um, I think I'll go in front, just to be the sneaky sneak. Lance, going up. Okay. Uh, so we've got you going up the stairs uh, from the fungi room to the the wall that is the, the secret wall, if we will, going towards the cultist. You're, you're passing by it. And then we've got Mal, and then we've got Fleeple afterwards. Yeah, works for me. Are we in the back? Okay, sounds good. Yeah, once you get to the entrance area where you actually have stashed the dead bodies, uh, I need everybody to... How, how are you arranging yourself? Like, uh, like how you want to ambush them, but how's that, how's that going to happen here? Like, there are some stalagmites or tights coming from the ground, right? But uh, I guess, how, how should I position you, or how, how should I... I will because we're near the entrance. Okay, I will be... Uh, so, not at the front of the cave entrance, but I'm back about, you know, like the 50 feet in to like kind of like the middle of the entrance chamber, hiding behind one of those kind of rock outcropping stalagmite stalactite thing. Okay, cool. So you are... Uh, not not at the full entrance there no. where you hit the body. I'm gonna you are... and my purpose is I'm gonna try and yeah I'm gonna try and let them walk past me, and then I'm gonna this is what I'm attempting, and I'll convey this to Malamar and and Fleeple, that once they pass me I will sneak attack and then they can come charging into the front at them so we're back in front to them, and so you and Fleeple could stay near the entrance kind of by that first stalactite stalagmite outcropping. And once they're kind of past my section in the middle, right before they get into view of you, I am coming up behind and attacking, and then you charge. Okay. That's that's what Lance's original strategy would be. Sure, sounds good. Great. So, like, uh, we have Mal behind the stalagmites near the entrance where the bodies are hidden, and then Fleeple just uh, hugging a wall, like a, a little alcove of a wall. Is, is that... Yeah, works for me. Is that all right with everybody? Okay, go ahead and roll... Everybody roll stealth check, and let's... Fleeple. I got a natural 20 for 24 total. And I rolled the same number I've been rolling, so I'm at 24. And Mal. 10. All right. Sounds good. So I'm taking out my short sword and dagger. Okay. So with this, we've got, you wait there for two minutes and all of a sudden Mal, you hear, they're coming. And so you kind of glance over to Fleeple and uh, without issue, you start to hear them. And they're kind of talking about like, well, I'm just saying if he didn't have the right set of cards, I don't know if we should have been playing the fool's errand. Oh, you're just better because you lost five gold to him. Well, I'm just trying to make it fair for us, you know. And so they pass by you. And as soon as both of them pass by me, I'm going to step out and the closest one just short sword shank in the back. <laughs> okay. Everybody roll initiative! Oh my gosh. Every initiative roll is so low for me. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
I'm just like rolling so well on everything. Then initiative. I feel like that's very common. I don't know why know. initiative rolls always seem to be really low. Even if you have high dexterity. Not you, like players no, in you. general. <laughs> Jake, your initiative sucks every time. You suck. You suck, therefore your family sucks. Or what is that? What it you suck, therefore this party sucks. <laughs> you suck, therefore this party there you sucks. Suck, therefore this party sucks. <laughs> 25 to 20. 20 to 15. I got a 15. Someone broke the barrier, finally. <laughs> and 10 to 15? Well, I'm nine, so I'm right down from it. Okay. Lance is nine, and Mal is? Eight. Eight. But I assume I get a surprise? Unless they're really good at, like, fooling me of, well, we're talking about cars, but we really know this. We really know this guy's behind us. Like, <laughs> about to stab us at the back. So, you are correct. All of you rolled high enough to where their perception, even their passive perception, did not pick up any of you hiding. So... Filippo, you go first. All right. I am going to toss an ice knife at the northwestern one so that the splash damage doesn't hit Lance. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and roll to attack, I believe, right? Correct. That is going to be a modded 20 to hit. Modded 20 hits! All right. So the targeted individual is going to take eight piercing damage, and then they both need to make a dexterity saving throw DC 14. 14. That's a success. And a failure. Failure takes five cold damage as well. Okay. And success is nothing, right? Correct. Okay. So, just to get an idea of what's going on here, the, you just pop out and you toss the knife and it just sticks right into the uh, first uh, cultist, the guy who's talking about a fool's there in the game. And he goes, Ugh! What the? Beep, 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 beep. And he just actually chucks it. He grabs it and just throws it to the ground and covers himself. And the guy behind him just gets a face full of frost all over him. Uh, they both took some pretty good damage from that. The first guy in particular looks like he's holding his side fairly hurt. That was your action, I believe? Correct. Okay. You got a movement, a bonus action, anything? Uh, for movement... You know what, I'm just going to get right up next to these guys so that Lance can get his sneak attack. Well, I'm, I think I'm hidden, so so you might not need to do that if you don't want to get into damage. Because mm. I'm hidden from them, so it would be sneak attack. Okay, yeah, so I guess I'll... I just don't, I, I appreciate it, I just don't want you to feel like I need to put myself in power for yeah, Lance. Yeah, I'll go back. Okay, sounds good. So you're sticking with it, st sticking where you're at. Uh, any bonus actions, though? Bonus action, nah, I think I'll be all right. Okay, sounds good. And Lance, it goes to you. Okay. So, uh, I will then emerge from the back and stab him in the back, the closest cultist to me, the one with the one who got the ice damage. Oh, okay. Uh, that's going to be even with advantage. Oof. It's going to be a 15. 15 hits with sneak attack. 16 damage. Whoa, okay. This guy, as you run up to him, you just, he, he's got his face full of frost and you just quickly take him down to the ground and cover his mouth and he's been defeated. He's done. With my bonus action, I will then take my dagger and stab 
the back of the other guy. Great, go and roll for that. All right, I don't think this is advantage because I have attacked one. Nope, not so, advantage. Yeah, and it won't be sneak attack this time. Okay, no advantage. All right, that's going to be one lower. That's going to be a 14. 14 just hits. Oof. All right, so just the dagger. One damage. <laughs> okay, and as you make yourself known, uh, you just stab him in the back of his leg, pull it out real quick. Ah! So he's really hurting. Uh, Malith, your go. From around behind the stalactite, she will shoot off an Eldritch Blast. That was not very good. A 13. And you get advantage with this because you were hidden as well. That's really good. That one's a 14. 14 just hits? Okay. I know. Has it been an hour since we were in the last combat, right? Since we were in with the kobolds. Because, like, we no, the kobolds, because then we went down and talked to the barbarians and we did the whole egg thing, came up, hit the eggs. It's been an hour, right? Yeah, we'll say it's an hour. Okay, great. Well, and we did, after the kobold, we rested for an hour to help Fleepo Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. My hex has dropped. I just wanted to make sure that that was true. Yes, it has dropped. Seven points of force damage. Tell us how it is done, Melmara. That was just enough to get them. The uh, Eldritch Blast will hit him kind of right under the chin and just knock him back kind of into Lance, and he falls. He, like, deflects off of Lance and onto the floor. So with this finishing blow, you just release this Eldritch Blast, and it goes right like an uppercut, as if you were punching him with your fist. Just deflects off of Lance on the ground, both of them defeated before they even had an opportunity to react. We're out of combat as quickly as that. So, these two are here on the ground without a noise, without without a word, without word getting out. Jank Squad, what are you doing? I turn to the others and say, when these guys don't show up within the next couple of minutes, they're going to get suspicious. So, it's either we go or we commit fully and attack. Are we at more of an advantage out here more in the open? Or are we at more of an advantage where there's kind of a kill zone where they have to go through that hallway to get to us? I think the hallway is a better option. Mm-hmm. I think that's the option if we're going to fight. What's everyone's vote here? Are we fighting or are we leaving? Mondath has the information. I would like to stay and fight. Malamara? I will stay and fight. I was going to vote to leave. Outnumbered. So we'll fight. Fleeple, do you think there's a chance you could get in? Do you want to try and dash in there and talk to Mondath and get information? Even if it's just a name, maybe we could get, you know, some kind of information and then get out without having to get go through every one of them. I think Mondath is going to probably be more likely to want to hurt me than to speak with me. Mm. Could be. But you're a charismatic little guy. Just wondering. Mm. <laughs> a minute's gone by. I think... I think we just got to do this. Fleeple, it's your decision. I think we dash in past everybody else towards Mondath, get into that room. The others come in afterwards, and we've got the kill zone there. That's what I want to do. The kill zone in her chamber. Yes. I am faster than everybody. When I dash in, I might be able to get her and attack. Should I attack? Yes. Try and knock her out as quick as we can, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Good to know. Because oh, even if, if we get her unconscious or maybe we could leverage our way out, but I I agree with getting in and making the kill zone her chamber. Real quick, Thomas, I've been wearing this ornate ring for a little bit. Is there any magical effect that's happening? 
The only thing that's magic about it is it makes you feel proper. So it is a purely... And it didn't... Oh, I should also know. Well, Malamara would know. It didn't ding with magic. No, it did not. It's just a really nice ring. So I just got a really cool dragon ring on my finger. Sweet. All right, let's go. And at this point, uh, your familiar Malamara comes in your mind. Am I still staying? Yes. You don't need me to, to do anything? Not yet. You're in a perfect position for if we need some backup at the door. <sighs> All right. Okay, so marching order into this area here, yes? Lance first, I believe. Mine front, just to make the mad dash. Okay. Then Fleeple, and then Mal? Yeah. Works for me. Okay. Just a technical question real quick, Thomas. In running into this room, if I do not take the disengage action first, running by everybody, even if it's surprising, would they get an opportunity to attack me? I just don't know the mechanics of that. We will find out. Wait, no, I'm, I'm like, what are the rules for it? <laughs> I just didn't know if, like, if it's a surprise round action, am I able to get by them, or can they still take reactions on it? So, I would, sorry, I'm not trying to, like, hamper the, the story. I just didn't know if there's, like, a mechanical rule that I'm not aware of there. If you're surprised, you can't move or take an action on your first turn of the combat, and you can't take a reaction until that turn ends. Okay, so if we're able to surprise them, I can get by them. Okay. All right, thank you. Sorry. So, yeah, I think we all just rush in there while they're surprised and make it happen. As you all are setting up, if ever you needed a stealth, now would be the time. So I need all your stealth rolls. Guidance. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. You got advantage, Jake? I did, and it rolled the same number. So that's going to be a 14 for me. Okay, a 14 for Lance. I... I also rolled a 14. I'm going to use the inspiration because this is very important. Okay. And the second option was a nine. So I guess I'm going to take the 14. Ooh. And Mal. 17. Hey, the sneakiest Mal should one not have gotten the biggest. <laughs> All right. We'll see All if this right. works. Could I use my familiar to create a distraction noise? Uh... What are you thinking? To fly into the back of the chamber or something? Yeah, like ha have the imp get over here, over to the far side of the cavern, and just like drop a rock from the ceiling or shuffle, like make a sound so that that they're distracted enough that um, we could get into position where we could dash. I don't know what my question, my real question is, mechanically, would that do anything different? Because I would assume it's their, I would assume it's their passive perception that we're trying to sneak against. But if their passive perception is focused on something, then they would have to make a perception check to hear us. Is my thinking that might not be true? I think if your familiar is going to help distract, it would only help you because it's drawing focus away from you, right? So, okay. So real quick, Lance fourteen. Fleeple, 14. Mal, 17? Yes. Okay. All of you start to get into this hallway, not seeing Mal's familiar, but knowing that they're there. Uh, you are just around the corner where 
Lance, you are uncomfortably close, only 10 feet away from the entrance to the room. And you can hear, you can smell, you can even see a little bit into the barracks here, the corridors, if you will. So, Mal, you want your familiar to assist, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, how do you want them to assist? Do you want them to distract or go into the room? or? Yes. So, I'm going to have um, Zaza is going to become visible, shape change into a raven, and then fly across the top of the room to maybe give a reason why there might have been sound coming from the tunnel and fly directly southwest, kind of just over the room and then find a high perch to land on to try and draw everyone's attention, as many attention away from Mondath's room as possible. Okay, so just going away from like making everybody look away from Mondath's room, your uh, familiar uh, flies in there. And someone goes, what the, is, is that a, is that a bird? Did a bird get in here? And as soon as you hear that, Lance, you prep, you prep yourself, all of you, so all, all of you looking at each other, Lance looking back at Fleeple, all, all connecting eyes. As soon as you hear, how did that get in there? Lance, you just start to take off. And we'll find out what happens in the next episode of I Cast Fireball. I just imagine, like, you know, like, kind of like that action shot of, every, you know, showing everyone's face, looking at each other, looking at each other, and then tied up in the corner, Tommy Wingzo. <laughs> <laughs> Because we were carrying that guy for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> all the fan art of this whole arc will just yeah, have like Tommy all Wingzo of you in action shots and Tommy Wingzo being like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. I'm so Gosh. fed up with this world. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we'll find out what happens next time if they're successful, if they got a surprise run in the next episode of I Cast Fireball. Everybody. Thank you so much for listening this week. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we have enjoyed playing. From wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a review. It really helps us out, and it lets us know that you like what we're doing, and we should keep on keeping on. Now, you could also email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we're hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, insights from players and DMs, maybe even questions like surveys that we put up there, and behind the scenes shots of how we're making this incredibly fun world. Now, we just want to give a quick shout out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated Tabletop system. Now, whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go give him a listen. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. Until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we've got... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Keep that fire going, and we'll see you next time.